So one of the things that I was getting as feedback was that our podcast is too quiet to be able to hear in a loud factory setting. Yeah. Um, my, my streamer friend has been trying to listen to episodes, but it's hard to listen to episodes at work because they can't hear them. So I'm going to be working on adjusting audio settings. Is that going to be your intro? It can be the intro. Welcome <laughs> to the matinee. Welcome back. I feel like we should do more like absolute out of left field intros. Yeah. So then it's not just a hard one. So what do you have for us? Oh yeah, it's my episode. <laughs> it's your episode. <laughs> we I were did the last one. Yeah. Well, we record these on Fridays, and I'm always so like. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's been a long week. Mm-hmm. It's been a very brain dead week. Which means this will be one of the more loose, fun. Well, topic wise, no. Topic wise, never. But it it'll be more of a loose. I think episode. this case is gonna make you angry. Oh, <laughs> I had heard of this case when I was younger because this happened in 2011. I hate the fact that when I say it, because I was 10 when this happened. I was 19 in 2011. Yeah. So. God. <laughs> fetus yeah but then again also kids that were born in like 2011 are now like 13 14 they'll be turning 14 this year mm-hmm. or 13 this year math is hard it's a friday mm-hmm. on so, like a long hell week <laughs> so we're, we're we're gonna do the case of um timothy james pitson because he uh this is a uh suicide disappearance case so trigger warning for like the whole suicide thing because it gets kind of rough towards that end but we're gonna start with so timothy was born october 18th 2004 um in aurora illinois and he was the only um child of james and amy pitson i believe both both of the parents had been like married beforehand and then got together uh and then had timothy okay so on may 11th uh 2011 timothy was dropped off to his kindergarten class by his dad james you know completely normal day between like 8 10 and 8 15 so not even 20 minutes after his dad like left mm-hmm. uh timothy's mother amy came and checked him out of school stating that oh there was a family emergency that like she needed to get him out and you know everything in the school obviously was like oh yeah yeah like go ahead and take him." in fact there was not a family mm-hmm. emergency that had happened um she then had to drop her car off at a repair shop don't know why she that was around 10 a.m okay um and then a employee of that shop offered like hey why don't i just like go drop you and your son off at like you know the local zoo so then you guys can you know go have a fun day while we're fixing your car right i mean you don't want to leave a kid bored in an auto shop i've been that kid it sucks so they got dropped off at the brookfield zoo and then around 3 p.m amy and timothy returned to the repair shop and like got the car okay so, after that, they drove to the Key Lime Cove Resort in Gurney and then spent the Gurney, night there. Gurney, Illinois. Yeah. I lived there once. Yeah. 
That's where, did you si- know where, that's where Six Flags Great America is. Yeah. Did you know where the, the Key Lime Cove Resort was? I did. And incidentally enough, I was in, I was living in Gurney, Illinois at this time. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they like spent there for like one night. So on May 12th, uh, Amy then drove them to the Kalahari Resort in the Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin. Um, uh, <laughs> I've been to the Mount Olympus <laughs> okay. one there. <laughs> okay. No, you don't understand. <laughs> When I moved to Illinois, to Gurney, Illinois, I moved to Illinois from Sauk City, Wisconsin, where I frequented Wisconsin Dells. I've only been there because once. Because I had <laughs> to take one friend to work at the Great Wolf Lodge and the other friend to work at the Kalahari Resort. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and this was before I was into true crime. Yeah, I am. Um, one year we did a family vacation. We went to Mount Olympus, and that was pretty fun. I've heard that. I, I could never afford to go to those places. I would love to go back down there, but it's like a five and a half hour trip for Yeah, us. no thanks. And then security footage showed that, you know, the mother and son duo were checking out of the resort around 10 a.m. the next day. Okay. On the 13th. You know, so if, right now it just kind of seems that this mom decided, hey, I'm going to take my, like... Take my son out on a little vacation? Yeah, take take my, you know, almost, you know, six-year-old. Kindergarten, so yeah, probably around six. Six-year-old on a little fucking surprise vacation, you know. Make okay. Up, make up for a couple of birthdays where I got some right. Like, Well, then between 12 p.m. and 1.30 p.m. on the 13th, Amy called, like, several family members, including her mother and brother-in-law, but not her husband. She never called her husband. And she'd tell him that, and this is like, quote, direct quote, quote. Timothy is fine. Timothy belongs to me. Timothy and I will be fine. Timothy is safe. And that's like what she would tell people. Tell people. So that's kind of like heavily implying that, like, she's trying to make it sound like he's doing something and that's why she did it in a way. Like... Tim- Timothy belongs with me and I'm keeping him safe like well it, uh, <clears throat> it was at this point that the husband was like trying to get a hold of anyone to figure out who they were with and obviously right. like they were trying to call her so she was calling people going like hey like we're fine right but it's just like the Timothy belongs to me it was weird weird like I said Amy never called her husband James he found out that they that Timothy and Amy were gone because he went to go pick up Timothy from fucking school. And That's like, how he found out? Yeah. And they were like, um, he got checked out by his mom at like 8.15 in the morning. Right, right. And he's just like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know about that. And Timothy could be heard in the back of these phone calls uh, just stating like any normal kid be here like, oh, I'm hungry. And like in the background of her phone calls. To yeah. The family? So like they could hear him at this point. So at that point they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then at 7.25 p.m., Amy was seen alone on security cameras at a family dollar in Winnebago, Illinois, where she bought pens, paper, and envelopes. And then at 8 o'clock, she was found spotted again alone at a food store in Winnebago browsing around. At 11.15 p.m., Amy checked into the Rockford Inn in Rockford, Illinois, Sometime that night slash early morning, Amy took her own life by cutting her wrist and neck and then overdosing on antihistamines. 
So, so I'm guessing she just took a lot of Benadryl, figuring I'll be asleep before it happens. Type yeah, and of then thing. cut her own throat and wrists. Uh, her body was found at 12:30 p.m. May 14th by a maid. They also found like a bunch of notes. Some were addressed to her sister and mother. There were also photos of Timothy on the bed, and then the note said Timothy was safe and that he would never be found. In the note to her mother, she wrote, I have taken Timothy somewhere safe and he loves you. Please know that there is nothing that you could have said or done that would have changed my mind. Police found the knife that Amy had used and it only contained her blood. However, when they searched their car, they found a concerning amount of Timothy's blood in the car. However, a family member said that that blood stain could have been from a nosebleed that Timothy had had um, about a month before in the car. Okay, and that would, I'm assuming that would have been in the back seat. I mean, I don't know that, because I I don't know anything about this case, so I I can't really Mm -hmm. speculate too much, but from my current perspective, I don't know that if she had killed him, she would have transported him in the back seat, so. Right, so uh, the notes that I believe also went to the sister, basically it was like a copy and pasted thing of the same thing, saying like, there's nothing that you could have done. He's safe. Like, he's with someone who's going to take care of him. Okay. They also couldn't find Amy's cell phone because they were going to try to, like, ping to see, like, where she had been. Mm -hmm. And the phone was found in 2013. Two years later? Two years later, her phone was found located beside Route 78. But it didn't really have anything that would contain, like, new evidence. But it looked like she had, like driven down the side of the road and like chucked it behind just it was like a grain building yeah so she just kind of threw it out the window okay um james believes that his son is still alive and was possibly kidnapped by somebody that uh amy had basically given him to Mm -hmm. and who knows if this person is even aware Mm -hmm. that this is technically a missing child that's if there even is someone truth on April 3rd, 2019, now this is crazy, in Newport, Kentucky, the police were called to report a teenager wandering the streets after running across a bridge from the Ohio River, reporting that he was just kind of like, looked like he was in a panic, kind of looked kind of roughed up. Okay. When police found the teenager, he was like visibly shaking and was very distraught. And he told his police that his name was Timothy. The next day in the Louisville office of uh, FBI revealed via Twitter... We're ex now. It's always going to be known Twitter to me. That the person in their custody was not Timothy Pitson. Aurora Police Sergeant Bill Rowley said, although we are disappointed that this turned out to be a hoax, we remain uh, diligent in our search to find Timothy as our missing person's case remains unsolved. So it got the hopes up of a lot of people because they thought that he finally showed up. Right. And then they were just like, oh... Like, very quickly, they found out that, like, it was not Timothy because, obviously, they had his DNA from the car and they Mm -hmm. tested the dude's DNA. The man claiming to be Timothy was ID'd as 23, some places said 23, some places said 25-year-old Brian Reaney. He had been released from Belmont Correctional Institution in Ohio only a month before his claim after serving 14 months on charges of burglary and vandalism. And he just decided he was going to Yeah, he just kind of heard... Timothy? Like on the street that, you know, people were still looking for this kid. So he's just like, oh, okay. 
And then I don't know what he thought that he would get from it, but Brian um, had a history of mental illness and had been diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome and bipolar disorder. I'm kind of surprised that I went this far, but he was sentenced to two years in prison for the hoax with charges of identity theft. I mean, technically. Yeah. But with him having the diagnosis with the Asperger's, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously he had already been sitting in jail for more severe crimes, but I I feel like there should have potentially been some testing done to see whether Mm -hmm. or not like that was one of those things he can't control if that makes sense right and i don't know which one came first but also in 2019 the family went on the dr phil show to kind of like bring awareness to help try to find timothy because maybe that's how he found out that's what i was thinking if it was before the hoax tv or something yeah because if it was before the hoax then like okay i would get that's how he would find out all of this information because they shared a lot of it i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna be famous yeah according to the family amy had dealt with mental illness for like most of her life um they kind of rooted it back to her and her first husband getting divorced and that's kind of where she like really fell off the bandwagon and just had a really hard time recovering mentally from it okay but you'd think you know having i mean as someone that was previously divorced, I've got to say I've got a lot better hope for my second mm-hmm. marriage than I right. saw out of my first marriage. And you'd think that, you know, you're in a happy marriage, you've got a little boy, life is good, mm-hmm. that that would improve right. on that. Well, James was her fourth husband. Fourth. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe it was And James like knew, second. like, how bad her mental health could be, and he was, like, really trying to help her, was really trying to... um so it was get like her the, the help. guy kind of thing. Right. Um, however, before uh, Amy decided to take Timothy and then also commit suicide, I guess her and James had been talking about divorce. Ah. And Amy was really worried over the fact that with her history of like the mental illness and her not having as steady of a job that James did, that she thought that James was going to get full custody of Timothy. So that's kind of... He seems nice enough that I don't think he would have necessarily done that completely. I don't think he would either. A lot of people and a lot of people in the family believe that it was a murder-suicide. That's personally kind of like what I believe happened too. I I feel like at this point, now in 2024, if Timothy was still around, he would know that people were looking for. Because he would be... Let's be honest, a lot of people Google their own... 19, almost 20... Uh, yeah, and a lot of people Google their own names and That's see what comes knows. up. So, I mean, if he if he went online and searched his own name for some reason, I'm sure he'd find tons of articles about right. how he was missing. Because, like, like, even if he, if he did get around, given to another family, like, who knows if they even gave him the same name. But then also... He would have been old enough at that point. Kindergarten, he would have known his name. Right. Um, a lot of people, like kind of like the evidence that shows that it might have been a murder-suicide was the fact that, um, and like the security cameras and photos, like Amy's not in the same clothes that she was the last time that her and Timothy were seen on security camera footage together. Okay. And then on the other hand, they're like, oh, well, you know, if Timothy was given to um, a person, there's people that believe that Timothy was given to like a highly religious group that didn't really have a lot of access to the internet and, you know, electricity okay. and like media and all that kind of stuff so kind of like going like the whole like Amish route though it's hard to believe that they would stay silent for so long and like right. willingly just take a random child right just no questions asked it's it's really hard to believe 
that I don't think he's still around. It's it's hard to say that my opinion is that he's probably dead. I'd like to try and be optimistic, but yeah, with his... After 13 years... With his like, biggest social media has become in recent years, I feel like he would have heard something mm-hmm. about how he was missing. Even if he didn't grow up knowing that his name was Timothy Pitson, but his name was like Timothy Bradford or some shit. Right. Like, you'd think he would have seen some of these pictures and been like, huh, that looks like me when I was a little boy. That's exactly the thing because like, okay, let's say that he, the family that took him brought him to like California and then you're completely separated from the area. You're not going to run into somebody that you know. Right. So they very easily could have brainwashed this little kid because he's going into the years to where he's most like formable of like this learning is, personality yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So like they very easily could have changed him to be a, I've heard different person. that it, as young as like three, four, five mm-hmm. years old, that's when you start forming your like lifelong memories. Yeah. I don't have lifelong memories, but he would have been to the point where he would have mm-hmm. started remembering. He might not have remembered being Timothy Pitson like ever. Right. Because he just knew Timothy. Yeah. He's like, I mean, even when I was that age, like, I mean, I only remember my name because it was fucking easy. <laughs> Same. My so, maiden name was a lot easier than my current last name. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm going to marry into an even easier one, so it'll be fine. <laughs> so it's just like, I definitely think that Amy just kind of had that mental break and had that whole, like, if I can't have him, no one can, no one can have him and I'm going to go out because, like, I can't. I would love to believe that she just was like, I'm going to I'm going to put him with a family that's going to love him but like at the same time like why take him from the family that's going to love him anyway. So it's like I'm thinking of it like a Hollywood movie like like you said if I can't have him nobody can. She probably did kill him and then in those security cameras she went and got the paper and the pens and everything for the notes that yep, she Yeah, filled left out everything and then and, just decided. And she was probably wandering around trying to figure out a last meal or some shit or maybe that was her shopping for the Benadryl. I won't say the, I should, it the antihistamine. She might have been shopping for that. Or just her not knowing what the fuck to do or like when to do it and it's just kind of But she said in the note Timothy belongs with me and then she turned around and killed herself. I yeah. I feel like that makes it pretty blatantly obvious that she was and going to just join like Timothy I, at that like point. She was driving around so many different places. She had chucked her phone, so you have no idea where else she had fucking driven around. Right. His body could be anywhere. Right. And like by and the time like now had low jack. Right. So like apparently like by now his body is just nothing but bones and is probably long gone. Most likely. Which is pretty sad. It's super fucking sad. But at the same time, like, I really do kind of feel for Amy that she was in that mental state that she thought that was her only way out. It's yet another case where we're going to emphasize that you sometimes you just need to admit that you need help. Oh, yeah. And I feel fucking horrible for the husband, James, because he lost both of them. Mm-hmm. And he was doing everything right as a dad. And, you know, that day he made sure his kid got to school, you know. Yeah. And then went to go pick him up and just. There was never there would there is no doubt in my mind that there was never going to be a point, even if they did get divorced, that he was going to just. I think it was going to happen. Abandon Timothy. I think the divorce was going to happen either way, but I think it was going to go much more amicably than mm-hmm. she thought. 
And in that regard, I feel for her that, like you said, she felt like that was her only option. I do, Because though, there's, think there's that. always a better option than right. murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, that even if the divorce went through and she still got, like, partial custody, I do think that she would still have done what she did without the help that she needed. I, she definitely needed the help. And mm-hmm. realistically, I mean, he knew that she had a history of mental problems. Mm-hmm. And... In my personal opinion, from my personal perspective of this situation, I feel like I would, if I was in his shoes, I would have gone the route of, look, I'm absolutely willing to do 50-50 custody with mm-hmm. you on the stipulation that and you And it wasn't even help. like they f- for sure were going to get a divorce. It was just like they were kind of in a rough spot. Right. And they were like, okay, well, like, it's on, it, the option's on the table if that's something that you want to do. So it wasn't even like a... It's we're for like, sure getting a divorce. Like, yeah. here's the fucking papers. It was just kind of like a, hey. It wasn't like a, I don't love you anymore. Get mm-hmm. out of my life. It was. It's an option if you need it. It's an option. Yeah. So, I, but I think if the you fact that she space, had been through it. it three times before, she's like, oh, well, now that the, you know, the, the D word's been said, like. It, it's over. It's, it's over, over. Like, you know, like. I will honestly say, though, um, one thing that my stepdad did raise me with the thought of is when you get to a point in a relationship where that thought does happen at that point it's got a 50 50 shot of happening it's either going to happen and it's going to end badly because somebody doesn't feel right or they're going to put their heads down and work on it and Mm -hmm. fix and save the relationship i mean the difference is all in what you choose. You can right. choose to give up or you can fight for what you love. And yeah, I'm not here's saying the thing. that should love, be in every love, situation. Honestly, is a fucking... I'm going to say this. Love is Don't a battlefield. take it the wrong way. Because it's not going to mean what the fuck you think it's going to mean. But love is a choice. You need to... Like, you choose to continue to wake up each day and be like, I'm going to love this person no matter what. Mm. And I'm going to, like, work through it. It's not because it, it, if Love you're just going not off to of, go to the strip clubs, <laughs> if you're just going to go off of like, okay, like in the very beginning of a relationship, it's new, it's fresh, it's something exciting. Yeah. That's only going to last for so long. And a lot of relationships fail once they get to that comfortable phase because they're just like, oh, this isn't new we're and just, exciting anymore. We're it's just not boring, new and exciting. Yeah. Like you have your routine. It's just kind of like, hmm, like, what are we doing? And yeah, and then it's like you gotta wake up and like learn to be like you know what You're this out, person has out their own the flaws. Newlywed phase, yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is if you can survive that transition to, this isn't new and exciting anymore. If you can survive that transition, that's exactly what mm-hmm. being married is like. Communication. I know that this Huge. took a weird turn, but like honestly, for some fucking people, like obviously in the case with Amy and all that kind of stuff. Communications Express, can, yeah. communication and the little bit of hard work in the relationship and all that kind of stuff could honestly fucking save a life. So it's oh, like absolutely, it, it's important to express what you feel. If she, mm-hmm. I mean, he knew that she had some issues, but if right. if she had expressed to him and reached out to him and been like, you know, 
we were talking about divorce and it got me really upset because I think you're, I don't want you to take Timothy away from me. Right. He, he probably would have worked with her. I really do Mm -hmm. genuinely think that that would have been a non-issue. And I would love to hope that that conversation happened. But like, again, like people with With mental illness need a little bit of extra love because it's so much easier to be a pessimist when you're upset. She could hear that and it just doesn't get taken the way that the person who's saying Mm -hmm. it is because he could have been like, you know, like we're going to do this together. Like, I'm not going to take him away from you. Like, you're always going to be able to see him. And then she could probably just be like, no, he's just saying this. So then like, I'm not going to be upset right now. Yeah. She would have immediately heard that he's you're always going to be able to see him and Mm -hmm. just been like, well, what you mean? He's living with you. Right. It's it's so easy to find that that pessimist side of yourself when you're when you're in those low spots mm-hmm. and honestly if you can if you can feel yourself being more upset and pessimistic mm-hmm. about things i really do encourage you to find help as always we have the national suicide hotline yes. information down in the description get help if you need it mm-hmm. guys seriously the best some you know sometimes like the only thing that kind of gets me out of those things is just like hey just take a second you're breathing right now and sometimes that's all you need to know. Like you, you are alive. Mm-hmm. You are breathing. But it's like sometimes that little grounding is like all you yes. need. So I and again, like on the flip side, um, if you are someone who is in a relationship with someone with mental illness and you are not happy in that relationship, do not feel like you have to stay in that relationship because of their mental illness. However, do encourage them to get help as yes. well. Yes, yes. Don't leave in a way that might make it worse, but do know that it is perfectly okay to take care of yourself in that situation and do not have their burdens fully become your burdens and fully put that weight on your shoulders because right. otherwise you will end up in the same situation they are. You should not be suffering in love. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> definitely really, really heavy. Yes. And I'd like to say I've got more questions than answers, but right now I've just got assumptions and I'm mm-hmm. I'm siding fully with the family that Timothy's probably long gone. Yeah. And even if he is alive and well, I don't think he knows who he is and who his family is. And I would hope that like maybe one day he'll do like just be curious and do one of those DNA tests and like find out. 23 and me. (laughs) I'm still waiting for my results. We're going to find out how ginger you are. (laughs) Very. (laughs) And I I just I really hope that there's I just want closure for everyone involved. Right? Wouldn't it be some shit if this episode came out and then like two weeks later they're like, oh my God, we, we found, found him. I'd be like, oh my God, we did it. We're taking credit. We did it. No. <laughs> no. We just got, we got the news out there. We could. I mean, you never yeah. know. This could be our big break. Mitch, we're only two states away. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go look for him. I'm not going to Illinois. <laughs> Fuck, I've been ill. I went to Chicago and I'm good. So, yeah, that was the story of Timothy. I really do hope that if he is alive, he's doing well. And maybe, you know, he does know who he is and he just wants to be left he, he alone. He doesn't want to be in the limelight. And that's and okay. That's, that's okay. But I mean, it, just it's, secretly contact the family. Yeah. And maybe let, at your, least let your dad know. Uh, yeah. Maybe let your dad know and be like, hey, you know, I didn't die. Uh, so this has been the story of Timothy Pitson. Yeah. Timothy, if you're out there. Fucking talk to your dad, please. Yeah. If you're out there, call your dad. If mm. you're not out there, I'm sorry and rest in pepperonis. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll see you guys next time. Next mm. week. Bye. Bye.